Hi everyone, welcome back. We're Beer Queer and I'm B. I'm my Indy. <laughs> Why did you forget your name? Yes. <laughs> anyway. And, and I'm I. And you're my. <laughs> I spoke over Indisha. <laughs> I didn't put my little like flagger thing up, so I gotta do that next time. I'm sorry. <laughs> This is start that I over. mean, honestly, people should know who we are by now. Yeah, but but every podcast I listen to, they always introduce themselves. That's true. That's very true. We totally know what we're doing. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, kind mm-hmm. of. Don't cut any of this, Mike. <laughs> but don't cut any of this, because we totally want people knowing that we know what we're doing. <laughs> Anyways. And in the studio today, we have... Nishaba Patel. Hey. hey. Hi. How you doing? Uh, good. How are you? Good. good. Yeah, thanks for coming. Um, of course. To, you're, you work with the Mantra Center? I right? do. I work with Mantra Center yeah. and I work with um, LA China Sisters. So basically women in trans programming at Mantra Center. Mm-hmm. And I get to do a lot of really cool things with it. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you're in the studio with us yes. to talk about uh, some of Sex. We're going to talk about sex. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. <laughs> no, I love it. Yes. I love I just like went nose like... Uh, dove into it just immediately and Mai's like trying to build it up uh celibacy no no, i gotta go now (laughs) oh Uh, i did not sign up for this yeah (laughs) i'm kidding you Uh so anyway we wanted to do this episode not uh, not just because nishaba is really cool but also uh, as a queer person i feel like there's not a lot of resources out there that are totally readily available Mm -hmm. for us to learn really about queer sex right like 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 there's right. there's resources out there where you learn about sex but what about from the queer experience right precisely yeah and so when starting my work at mantra center and just kind of looking around at resources about sex right they yeah. don't exist especially queer sex but also just like healthy sexuality in general yeah i don't really think that there are recurring healthy sexuality workshops where you can process stuff and anytime we it is a sex conversation honestly it's about stis and it's about it's sex shaming yeah and it's like let me tell you all the ways in which you should be afraid of sex right there's yeah. never like a um a hell yes about sex or like a um excitement about sex or yeah. what happens after you say yes or what's the process of saying yes or what's the process of not knowing and awkward sex and and there's no <laughs> conversation about any of that there's right? awkward sex and there's i mean sex is awkward okay. sex is yeah. weird it's, and awkward yeah. and yeah. gross yeah. but also yeah. fun <laughs> also, all of those different things and like really being able to say that right yeah and being able to bring our whole selves and there's no conversation about what happens if you're a multiple marginalized like person and um unpacking all of those identities it's not yeah. like sex happens in a vacuum it happens and you bring your identities or ideally you're able to yeah. bring all of those different identities into a whole self and mm-hmm. in practice the sex through that yeah and there, there's no conversation about it it's just oh uh condoms and stis and birth control and that's it right like yeah pr- that's it that's done. the end of the conversation oh, and procreation Ooh, and abstinence and just like <laughs> you know abstinence everything. that's all i learned in my sex ed <laughs> there you go that's all you needed to know um, oh, who God. knew right. um so speaking of sex ed i wanted to bring an icebreaker question ask the group um What's something that you wish you had learned about sex ed that you didn't learn then? Does that make sense? Like, what's something that that you know now as an adult that you wish that you had learned when sex was being taught to us when we were wee babs? Mm. Mm. 
Hannah, you go. Give me an example. <laughs> um, okay, fine. I'll go. So I wish that's... Well, in Texas, they only teach us absence only. So there's lots of things about sex I wish I had known uh, growing up, right? Well, what did you, you go, you went to public school? Mm-hmm. HISD or which school district? Uh, when I learned sex, I was in Sci-Fair ISD. Okay. But it's like all over Texas, yeah. pretty much. Well, yeah. for me, and so I took a an advanced biology class Ooh. or whatever. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> so they taught they taught sex ed in bi- our biology class, but what they taught, oh. but what they taught us was just diseases that you could get exactly. Oh. Just like, yeah. don't do it. This is what's gonna fucking happen. Is it kind of like that scene in Mean Girls with the coach? That he's like, you will have sex and you will get chlamydia and you will die. Yes, that's it. Exactly. That's it. <laughs> that's it. Just those ginormous, terrifying projections yeah. of like all the different ridiculous shades that your body and other people's bodies can turn and mm-hmm. it's terrifying and it's done in such a shaming and stimulating yeah. way and I totally cut off your icebreaker question but I have so many thoughts on oh, it. No, oh, it's yeah. okay. No, inter- intervene. Mm-hmm. Intervene as much you want. Well, okay, so I wish that I had learned sex ed more about birth control. Like I had mm. to do a lot of my own research about even just taking the pill and all that. I don't even know they barely touch on the condom and that's really about it. Right. And so it's kind of like, okay, like not everyone like, well, not that everyone uses it, but I hope people use it. Um, (laughs) um, but it's like, there's what I'm trying to say is that there's other forms of birth control that I wish I had known. Right. Mm -hmm. And that birth control while has adverse effects for people, like for some people that can have benefits to it too. That, um, like for me personally, I had to get on birth control because um, I had to regulate my, my cycles. Mm-hmm. It wasn't because I was trying to like not get knocked up mm-hmm. or because I was sexually active, but that's what my OBGYN at the time recommended to me is that like, oh, you have irregular cycles, try get on birth control so it can help regulate them, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And at the time, I had like this internal shame about taking birth control that's like, oh, this yeah. must mean that like I'm easy or I'm slutty because I'm like, oh what, 15 or I think I think it was like 15 or 16 when I started taking the pill. Mm-hmm. It, but that but that wasn't originally why I was taking birth control, right? I mean, it added that perk later on because I stayed, I've been on some sort of birth control since then, which is probably not that great, but whatever. Um, but I just wish that not only had I know, known that there's other forms of birth control, like not even just a pill, but the IUD and the Double arm implant, the depot mm-hmm. and all that, um, that there wasn't this weird stigma tied to taking birth control too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. I never, I've never taken birth control. Probably because my mom is also like, "You're not having sex. You shouldn't be." <laughs> yeah. Does she still think you're not having sex? Uh, I'm out of her house now, so. <laughs> and out of the the rate where she doesn't have to pay for anything. So. Oh, okay. I'm an adult. Yeah. <laughs> Good. So don't need. Good for that you her. know that. Yeah. Good that you know that. Yeah. Good that you, that we know. Uh, but what's something that you wish you had known? Um, taught in school, yeah. Uh, how to how to do it with um, someone either the same sex as you or yeah. Uh, how to do use other things and such. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I'm kind of asexual. Yeah. So it's like, oh, I really don't need to know anything. Yeah. Well, going off of that too, it's like you know, I wish they had 
talked that about that too, right? Yeah. That was very much like all women are going to have sex with all men, and it's going to look like a certain way of mm-hmm. how it's going to look like, right? I didn't even know that like you could use saran wrap in replacement of a dental dam mm-hmm. up until like a month ago. And I'm like, yeah. I'm 25. I didn't know that. Yeah, the yeah. dental dam like looks stupid and I haven't yeah. used it. Literally <laughs> no one I know no. has used a dental I dam. I don't use one, right? But I didn't know yeah. that you could use saran wrap really, either. Yeah. yeah, you can totally do that. I didn't know that. <laughs> so we don't, get con- we don't get taught conversations, right? Where, um, like, how do you navigate? Hey, I want to be able to, I want to use a dental dam or I want to use a glove. Like, there's so much shame around having those conversations, right? Right. Yeah, which is weird. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Nishaba? Um, I think two, well, I got, like, no sex ed, just, like, ever, except for mm-hmm. the, like, ridiculous, ginormous STI pictures of this is how everything could go <laughs> wrong. Don't ever have yeah. sex. Um, I think what I really, really wish I knew um, was that pleasure was okay. Right. And like <laughs> even just a small amount of that, like now my perspective is pleasure is a human right. Like sexual pleasure for me is a human right. And it's something yeah. that generations of um, femme folks and women before me were never allowed to believe that. And yeah. it, it, I have so much anger around that. Like how could I not have been told or taught that, which sounds mm-hmm. I don't know, ridiculous. Yeah, and Adisha, what's up? Yeah, I was totally gonna um, like go off of what they were saying. Like, yeah, uh, I wish I learned about like not being shameful about like, yeah, pleasuring myself, especially like masturbation. Cause I feel like yeah. uh, at a certain age, like it was like the hot topic, but for dudes, they're always talking about, you know, doing their thing or, you know. And I felt like as an AFAB, I couldn't talk about it. And it was like gross. And I felt bad for doing it. And I felt ashamed for doing it. And it wasn't until I got older that I was like, no, I'm going to do this. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Solo sex is totally a legitimate way of having sex. Mm-hmm. Without shame and people of all genders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In a way, I also kind of wish that they talked to us. Maybe not them, but somewhere <clears throat> along the line about porn it Mm because like for me porn was like the gateway for me to see the kind of sex i wanted to have Uh right and maybe that sounds really weird but it's like i know that like porn could be like not super great in some ways Mm -hmm. but for me it was like the first way of acknowledging like this is the kind of sex that i want to be having or hope to have what kind of porn can you expand on that yeah oh like like women Women with women, yeah. I have, can I share a funny story? Sure. Okay. Yeah. So, oh my goodness. Um, my best friend has been really helpful in my sexuality, like, self-discovery mm-hmm. process. So we started out with her saying initially that she was maybe uh, 15% bisexual or something. And me very much like, oh, I guess since she said it, I can say, and, and it doesn't even make any sense to be like 15% bisexual, but whatever, we what? were trying. <laughs> you know, like somewhere along the Kinsey scale and thinking as if oh, it went, you know, okay. like, I was like, like, what? like 100% on the heterosexual side versus like 15% uh, on this opposite gotcha. side. And mm-hmm. and then since she said 15%, I was like, oh, maybe 10%. And we check in more and more over time. <laughs> and my like percentage definitely yeah. kept increasing. It was fine. Um, and and there was this one part, point where we were talking about porn. And I remember where I was standing too, yeah. where um, I just, I kind of casually said out loud without having any recollection or like any realization that 
for the past like several years, I had just been watching like uh, women having sex with other women uh, as porn. Like that's the only like I had yeah. not watched any porn for years that had anyone with a phallus, right? And and then. And then she was like, does that not tell you something about yourself? Like, what? How is that connected to sexuality? I know. Like, that doesn't mean anything. (laughs) That's totally normal. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. What? I'm surprised she didn't she didn't do the same thing or like right yeah. yeah like that that's kind of what i was trying to basically say when i was talking about porn right that's like i wish that there was a way for me like as a young kid who was who was getting introduced to sexuality and like discovering porn that there's there was someone or something for me to be able to talk about these things like what mm-hmm. does this mean for me right and i shoved myself so deep in the closet <laughs> for so many years mm-hmm. that uh, but I was kind of like, yeah, this is totally normal for a straight girl to so watch lesbian porn a lot. Like, yeah. this is fine. <laughs> I wonder how it was for um, assigned males to like. Oh yeah, for them growing up, I know that a lot of males or dudes like that are cis cis gay men. They've come out like pretty early. Like, as I, wait, as what? Oh, as, gay. Okay. Um, or like queer, whatever. Yeah. Um. Like when they're fourteen, and I'm like, "How the fuck did you? <laughs> Do you know? Uh, yeah, okay. Like, can we talk about that for a second? Like, I feel like a, I'm such a late bloomer. Me too, but I I don't think it's just a you thing. No. I think it's well, I I well personally, I think it's just like um, women or female. Like when I don't know, we get repercussions more when we're younger. Like yeah, opposed to what you know our male counterparts do. Like it, we get prosecuted more and we're poc i think yeah. that that matters a lot mm-hmm. right i had to unpack all the cultural stuff before i could yeah yeah what were we about to say indisha uh i think like with as far as the whole uh how um how amabs know faster i think like compulsory heterosexuality is totally a thing that's thrusted on afabs from like the second we're born Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. I think there's like immense pressure, um, especially even cultural pressure um, from, you know, all all different types of culture to be this person that uh, is only supposed to seek pleasure to like reproduce. At least that was my that, at least that was my upbringing. Like being a black woman in the South, it was like, oh yeah, the only reason you should be having sex is because you're married and you're about to have kids. Of course. And of course. no one ever said anything about anything in between. But mm. you know, practically all of even me, practically everyone I know was born out of wedlock. So it was like you were taught one thing, but of course everyone did everything else. So I don't know. Yeah. You mean you don't want to get married and have a white picket fence and have a family? No, that sounds really stressful and boring and <laughs> tired just thinking about it. <laughs> I mean, like, I can say as much as I want, like, that's stupid, low-key. I'm like, that actually sounds kind of nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay to want that. Yeah, yeah totally. And- I mean, don't shame me, Wait, it. you want a white picket fence? Nah, I'll maybe blue or something. What are you saying, Indisha? Yeah, wait, what What you saying, Indisha? Yeah, I was saying it's fine. It's fine if people want it. Like I know everyone wants different things, and it's okay yeah. if you like were sub- you like, were taught that and you actually want that. But for the most part, I feel like people should have more options. Yeah, and, I feel you that. Know, I feel like yeah, it's important to also weigh your options. Like kids are great, but like the idea of being with one all the time for like years and years and years until it turns into like a teenager, then an adult, like stresses me out. And I don't <laughs> think I could ever have kids because it sounds like incredibly stressful. 
<laughs> and that's also totally okay. And also divorcing the idea of um, having kids from sex is so important, right? Like, yeah, so yeah. many other ways of having kids that doesn't involve sex, and so many mm-hmm. other reasons to have True. sex with, that doesn't involve kids at all, right? For, right. Or marriage, or picket fence, or any of that. <laughs> None of that bullshit. Kids, that's to- totally fine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, you got to dismantle that heteronormative lifestyle, yeah. right? Uh, I'm still socializing to being like, I want a house. I don't want a kid, though. I want lots of dogs. I um, want a house for my dog. Not for children. <laughs> dogs are children. Sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah, sure, B. All right. Listen. <laughs> um, I hate y'all. But, yeah, so we were talking about being late bloomers, right? Like, I always knew that there was something off since I hit puberty because that's when I was starting to discover sexuality and like discovering porn and all that. Right. Mm -hmm. But I never like came to terms with it until I was like in my early twenties. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Wait, terms with just pornography? No, terms with my sexuality. I was like, Hey, I'm a little gay until my early twenties. The same thing with being non-binary. I didn't realize I was non-binary until like, like what, Mm. three, four months ago. Yeah. Some, some shit like that. So, Am I a fake? And we'll see. You're, no. You're not. So, so that's such a common argument that people often say of like, oh, being non-binary is such a phase or because it's a cool new thing to do. But like, why would you choose to be a marginalized identity that people then shame and make you feel uncomfortable yeah. constantly unless you genuinely feel like that's something that you want yeah. to understand about yourself? Um and also, like, if in the future you decide to use different pronouns or you decide to be uh, more binary identifying in either direction, like, that's fine. We don't ask for certainty for anything else. Why are yeah. we so gung-ho about, like, you must be certain as a trans person constantly about your identity yeah. or a queer person constantly mm-hmm. about your identity? Stop. Like, nothing else. Like, you can get divorced, uh, like, all the time. Like, that's so common <laughs> in the U.S., right? Yeah. Like, and that's supposed yeah. to be the death do us part thing. Yeah. So why are we asking for higher certainty mm-hmm. from non-binary or trans folks in general mm-hmm. all the time like people change it, you can, yeah. yeah you can do this and then later on like do something different mm-hmm. and that's fine yeah so that's speak totally yeah fine. so like speaking of like non-binary fields and all that like i haven't had any intimate experiences since coming out as non-binary because i'm still trying to figure out how that's gonna look like for me right because yeah. dating we talked about this mm-hmm. like dating as being non-binary is hard Yes. It's hard, right? So I think that's why, like, I haven't really been intimate with anyone since coming out because it's kind of like, well, first of all, it's not like my pool is that large. Right. <laughs> Secondly, I, I'm already feeling vulnerable, like, mm-hmm. you know, me having to talk to you about all this. and Right. Yeah, like, it's a vulnerable know. thing having to, like, open yourself up to right. a stranger because you want some kind of connection with them. Yeah. You know? It's kind of like, how do I tell a person... Yes, I have boobs. Yes, I have a, a vagina. And I'm okay with my parts. But then don't gender me as a woman. Right? Right. Cause like, how do you do that? That's also the confu- confusing part of if you're trans, then you must have a ton of gender dysphoria. How dare you like your body? Right? There must be some sort of mental disconnection yeah. where you must dislike your body for me to affirm your transness. Right? Mm-hmm. And have all of that and have that affirmed. And, and for me, at least being non-binary, people are so so easily invalidate that um, because I wear dresses a lot but I love dresses like why the hell can I not like why is current contemporary definition of 
fashion that is considered feminine, the definition of like masculine and feminine that I feel within myself. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, why are you putting me on to Western fashion for women standards and determining what I feel within myself? That's ridiculous. And it's, it's constantly justifying. Yeah. yeah. Like, I am complex within me. Please explain. Please just validate that. And it mm-hmm. shouldn't be that hard. Right. Like if I'm able to br- create a safe space for whatever your identities are, why can't you do that for me? Right. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Like I was trying to have this conversation with a like a friend of mine earlier today about how I towards like, yeah, I haven't really just been with anyone since coming out as non-binary, right? Casually yeah. dated, but like nothing more than that, mm-hmm. right? And she was like, well, why? I was like, because I don't know. I don't want people to like look at my body and automatically think it's a woman's body. And mm-hmm. she just couldn't understand like what I meant by that because she's cis, right? Yeah. And it's like, there's there's no fault to that, right? But it's like, see, this is why. Like, this is why it's hard. This is why it's hard because like it, I, I can't, and not that I can't, but it, it happens more often than not that if I try to have these conversations with, with cis people, they just don't get it. And, and then I don't know how else to explain it in simpler terms of don't mm-hmm. gender my parts. Right. Mm-hmm. In having conversation, and I had a conversation recently um, with with someone I'm dating where I had to express to them, like, I don't like these specific words for these body parts of mine. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm okay with with if you prefer me to use those parts for you, like you get to determine whatever words you want for your body. And I guess guess what? It's your body. Right. Right? And like, that's fine. I'm not asking that much from you. If there are certain things that I don't like being called or certain body parts that I don't like where I don't like them being called this particular word. And that's fine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just don't think that people like, like let you allow to have your own subjective reality. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. Like we all are our own entity, and we all experience different fucking things. Yeah. And like I said, yeah, like we have our own reality, and you, we have to, you know, like let us experience that, and don't invalidate. Yeah. Right. Let us have our self determination. Exactly. Precisely. <laughs> you know? And that's um, that's kind of connected to the distinction I, I often make between sex positivity and healthy sexuality, right? Yeah. Because there's this. Um, Understanding with sex positivity um, perspective of like you are only liberated when you are hell yes to sex in every way all the time. But actually, oh, you yeah. can be asexual. You can be on the spectrum in different ways. You can be demisexual. Right. You can be hypersexual, and um, it, like you can be non-binary. You can be all of those different things. Yeah, and that's all fine no shame if you want to be monogamous no shame if you want to be poly or not want like if you identify as or are in poly relationships no shame if you're in no relationships and if you just have a great time with solo sex all the time every day totally totally fine and i absolutely love that Solo sex solo sex i actually had a session on solo sex and we talked about solo sex for several hours and it was really awesome yeah um and like yeah and it's it was so great because it can. It's not just because there's such such a narrative of you only have solo sex when you're desperate or like when um, or there's so many like weird misconceptions around it. But no, that's like a self seduction thing for me, right? That's like yeah. a date with myself, um, and it's amazing and it's an elaborate process. And I'm sorry if even if I'm in a relationship, like that's a thing that I will ask and I will not tell you more about because it's a journey with myself, mm-hmm. and I love that and I I need that even if I'm having partners sex with people right mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. like i read an article online that was basically um 
saying that queer sex is our greatest act of resistance. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, <laughs> sure, like I get that, right? But then it's kind of like, I don't want to invalidate the experiences of asexual people either, right? Mm-hmm. And also acknowledging that asexuality is really complex. So yeah, like, it is. Some, peop- some ace folks have sex and they still identify as ace. And some people, yeah. well, they have sex with others or they only have sex with themselves or they don't have any sort of sexual experiences, but maybe very romantic or polyromantic. Yeah. Like, uh, poly yeah. and that, uh, polyamorous is a weird word. Polyantic, yeah. Poly, oh yeah. Um, okay. But well, there's a word weird for it. Word because what is the right word? Because uh, my friend was trying to tell me. I think poly is either poly is in Greek and amorous is in Latin, or the other way around. Mm-hmm. It's a funny word. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> but um, and they can identify as polyromantic or all of these different things. And, and mm-hmm. you can still identify as asexual. Mm-hmm. And that's fine, right? Right. right. Yeah. Well, th- also with that is like queer friendships also. It, they look different than, you know, cis friendships. Cause, yeah. Because like we, I guess we're more open to individuals and like touching wise, like and hugging. Yeah. And just different kinds of relationships outside of sex mm-hmm. outside yeah. of in, you know that kind of intimacy yeah. or whatever yeah. which is healthy to have um right like you, sorry yeah. go ahead no i was gonna say that queer friendships are so important and they're so much different from our friendships with my friends who identify as straight mm-hmm. like with my queer friendships it's kind of like it's it's just a platonic love and it's not that I'm saying that you can't have that with your friends who are straight but it's just it's different I don't know really how to yeah, explain straight, that yes, it, it is and I would add that that's the same way with any marginalized identity mm-hmm. so I feel most at home with queer uh, queer trans POC folks right mm-hmm. because it's the even around queer friendships there is a whiteness component sometimes that is like another barrier to overcome yeah so when I'm in my like QT Fox space then it's okay now I feel at home you get yeah. it you know mm-hmm. you get the, you the like person of color thing <laughs> yeah. and you get the queer thing and you get the like trans thing and it's so great um, to not have to constantly reduce or diminish that part of myself in right. friendships. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Okay. So you say that in the position you're in at the Mantra Center, you do a lot of workshops. Yeah, I do. What kind of, what do those workshops look like? Um, so we have four workshop series generally. Um, one is LGBT health workshop series that is from a queer and trans lens and POC centered. Mm-hmm. All of the stuff is queer, trans, and POC centered um, and disability centered because those are such marginalized identities. Right. Um, another one is a, a veteran queer femme space because those don't exist. I think there's not one that exists in the U.S. So this is the first one. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah, which is really cool. Um, and then a third Snaps for one. us in Houston. Yes, it's very, it was, it's very exciting to be able to help build that. Um, yeah. And of course I take a side role because I'm not a veteran so that wouldn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, and the third one is a community dialogue that we have that's every second Tuesday, and it's basically intersectionality conversation. So it's um, all of us from different multiple marginalized identities um, bringing all of that into the table, learning about solidarity, learning about each other. Because I think um, so often all the dialogue is 
white versus POC or um, straight versus queer. Mm-hmm. And within there, within those spaces, there isn't a lot of complexity. So, mm-hmm. but in that space, it's like, let me teach you about Pakistaniness mm-hmm. and you can teach me about El Salvador, you know, mm-hmm. or yeah. um, you can teach me about Vietnam or China or and like the different, co- or like being Chinese yeah. American or, um, and being queer, but all complexities of queerness, right? So right. how is non-binary different from trans, etc.? And so we really sit in that space and talk about all those complexities. And and there's such a diverse crowd of people; it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And we have global foods, and it's just yes. a community dialogue of people who belong in multiple minority identities or decentered identities. And the mm-hmm. fourth one we currently have, and we're doing a family support space for LGBT, like QTPOC families, which is really exciting because that also doesn't exist. I'm not. I'm helping with that very minimally. But that's going to also happen all of this is under yeah. LHI um, the, um, the lot, one of the ones that we're doing is the healthy sexuality workshops and I may or may not change the name over time but um, it's they're called pussy workshops because it was post Trump scrapped them by the pussy BS and it, this was a reclaiming in to a certain degree mm-hmm. and so I have so many feelings for, about that I have, uh, yeah yeah <laughs> And so it's positive understanding of sex, sensuality, and yourself, which yeah. is like the acronym for pussy, which is great. But oh. I, I worry if it's like not um, trans inclusive, right? Um, right. Uh-huh. But but it's very catchy, and my my intent was to get the like everyday folks from all over in our community to come and be able to have a conversation rather than just making it an academic conversation. And so in that space, oh, I've loved it so much mm-hmm. because it's mostly QTPOC folks and a lot of femme folks. And we're really just talking about, oh my God, I learned all of this religious stuff about sex or mm-hmm. I learned all of this about sexuality. And so um, we've done one on exploring non-monogamy and what that means or what does monogamy mean in general or the relationship ladder, right? Of like, um, of that the really cliche nursery rhyme the oh, the really terrifying one which is blank and blank sitting on a tree yeah that one S-I-N-G, right and then first comes love then comes marriage then comes some a baby a baby in a carriage, in a carriage, baby in a carriage right? yeah how terrifying is that no thank i like you. it a lot i, un- <laughs> right? I unsubscribe oh to this right but but you have to consciously make the decision to unsubscribe to that relationship ladder yeah right to this very linear pro- um Oh my God, trajectory. Yeah. Um, that's very, also very monogamous and very um, cis heterocentric, right? Yeah. And so we had a conversation about that. We had a conversation about solo sex and all, and like sharing about solo sex and sex toys that you've used and like, um, and weird, like, creative sex toys that you have made and mm-hmm. the over like vibrating toothbrush right or massage thing like, like that's what? like everybody you know that's, that's, oh, that's funny you, you yeah. brought that yeah. up <laughs> well it's funny that you brought that up because like a lot of people that i know that got into masturbating when they were really young they first started with the fucking toothbrush mm-hmm. uh vibrate uh, what is it? electric toothbrush yeah. and i was like oh my god me too yeah <laughs> like every, i know and, and we were all like oh my god this is like the most secretive thing and we had an anonymous <laughs> thing and then we read all and of no them one talked loud. about it yeah no. yeah it's like oh my god this is the most common response i guess this is not the most uncommon creative solution i thought of genius because well, you know yeah female women aren't supposed to fucking masturbate so it's like right. uh, you're not allowed to you're not allowed to have you know pleasure yeah or you're not whatever. allowed to pleasure yourself right so we've talked about that we've talked about sex and sexual um sex and spirituality and mm-hmm. how both that if you want sex can be spiritual and it can be a spiritual for me uh 
my sexual journey and spiritual journey are very much aligned, right? Mm-hmm. And and that, that's taken a lot of work because I've had a lot of, um, well, especially in terms of talking about mental health and trauma, right? Like yeah. a lot of dissociation and a lot of um, like self-hatred and a lot of like, because we live in a, a transphobic and a fat phobic and a oh, brown body phobic and a mm-hmm. hairy body phobic world, right? And so all of these narratives that, that really are telling me that I am unworthy and that I am unfuckable, right? And so on. Yeah. Um, undoing a lot of that and getting to um, for me and it's different for everybody right for me like a sacredness of my body and of my Mm -hmm. sexuality and so having Mm -hmm. a dialogue about what that might mean and how that is different from the religious narratives that we've been taught yeah talking about that we've had conversations about the um, about consent in everything right Mm -hmm. Um, especially around the Me Too movement and 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 I think there was one time where it was like 23 of us, all QT Park folks, r- literally talking about like how amazing the clit is. And when do we do that? Right? Like, how great is Did that? Did y'all know that the clit's amazing? Yeah, that's <laughs> Actually, the one I, can't thing I wish it. I knew. Right? <laughs> <laughs> There's diversity in clit sizes. Yeah. What? I can't find it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> she should search a little bit. Um, yeah, so you're. you're I guess you're jumping around the topic of um, disclosing things when it comes to to your partner or whoever you're you're about to engage um, intercourse mm-hmm. with. So, what does that look like when you're, I guess, disclosing anything when it comes to um, how you like things, how you like to receive things? When it comes to, I guess, yeah. even like if you have an STD or if you, you know, you don't like this thing or just like disclosing in general when it comes to that, Mm -hmm. that time when you're hanky panky and you know, like, it doesn't even need to be at that level, right? It can be like, I may be interested in this. Can we have a sit down conversation? And like, this is, this is a little bit of a, um, interesting, funny, but actually really interesting. I'd still recommend it where, um, someone that I'm seeing we like gave each other homework of doing of writing down our yes nos and maybes Mm -hmm. and um and that's important right like it was important for me for me I found that so important because I'd never written all of those down right because so often especially if you're AFAB right and you get socialized to be very accommodating and very pleasing and especially if you are struggling with a sense of self-worth and self-love, right, then it's, oh, whatever whatever you want me to do so that you can be pleased and then and then you will love me, right? Or mm-hmm. And there's a lot of that narrative. And so really sitting down and being able to write down like, hey, I like this or I don't like this and I've tried this, but I don't want to try this. Or, you know, secretly I've like really wanted to try this, but I've been afraid to share it. And so can mm-hmm. I share this with someone and can I write it down on paper, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And then um, can I then actually share this with somebody, Right. Like all of those things we don't do. But then how can the other person know what you like if you don't actually ever say it? Right. Right. So so many people have sex with different partners um, where they've just never shared what they like. So they're having mediocre sex forever. Um, Jeez, I know that. Right. And and me, too. Right. Like, yeah. Um, And so really being able to just have a conversation. And we literally like sat down and I brought my like five sheets of paper. I'm not even (laughs) kidding. Like it was. I love it. I I love it. I love it. And I'm so excited to see how 
how I will feel about these things in 10 years or five years yeah. and what things I may have tried, will have tried and will not have liked or what things I like now that I really will not like later. And, and that's really exciting. It's a self journey thing. And then it's intimate being able to share that. And it wasn't a sexual moment. It was really an intimate moment of thank you so much for trusting me with yeah. this honest truth about yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's so what a privilege and honor that is. Right. And it wasn't sexual. Mm-hmm. It was loving, maybe. Yeah, I guess yeah. for someone else to accept you, yeah. you yeah. know, as you are. Yeah. And finding that intersection. How exciting is that? Where, where like there were some things where I loved receiving that and that other person loved giving that. And, and it's like, oh, that's so great. Yes, you're excited about it and I'm excited about it. Wow, mm-hmm. I love that. I love that that intersection exists. Right. Yeah. And that's cool. That is really cool. Um, because like you said, it doesn't even have to be sexual. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love that. Sidetracking for a second. Yeah. I used to tell people, oh, don't go down on me because I take forever to like, you know, oh, get going. Oh, that's so right? common. Oh yeah. But it wasn't until I started, it wasn't until I started having queer sex, like, never mind. All the yeah. mediocre men I've been with in my life just didn't know how to work what's going on. And also, <laughs> what is with this apology of like, I'm going to apologize for my body behaving the way that it wants to. With my ex, like, she would get, she was like, what, um... No, I love it. Like, please, d- please don't come so then I can keep eating you out. You're delicious, right? And like, you know, and just like, like, please, like, you can tell me to stop if you are exhausted, but I want to keep going. So in there, like, you know, and <laughs> like, I'm just gonna go to bed tonight. And that was so wonderful, because it's like, no, I never need to apologize. You have the privilege of like getting to taste me. What? Why in the world am I apologizing for however my body's responding? Yeah. Yeah, I've been been getting better about being in that kind of mindset these days. I'm just like, excuse me, my body is a temple. Yes. Yeah, no, it is. You get to touch it? Hello. Right? Like, Like, you're welcome. Yeah. Um, Like, you get to touch this. Like, like, I am not a snack. I'm the main course. (laughs) Yes. Precisely. (laughs) Dang. But I want a snack. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Let's get out of here. Look at both. That's yeah, even better. Yeah. Snack. And you, and the main course. Food. Yeah. Just food. You for can taste. have embellishments on me that you can taste, and that's fine. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> okay. Is it is there TMI here? No, <laughs> it's not TMI. It? I know. Never, no, it's never. fine. Okay. Welcome to Beer Queer, where we just talk about all things. <laughs> it's fine. Delicious. And we know what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> cautious with honey, it's very sticky. Oh, what? What? Do yeah, you, so what? speaking of like d- um integrating different different things when it comes to <laughs> I'm just honey. I'm sorry. I'm stuck on the honey I'm thing. So I'm sorry. Please continue. Um, it's not a If you don't want to use water-based lube. No. <laughs> Whoa, no. I don't know about that. Totally, totally not yeah. that. Just We're just going to leave know. that. Please don't listen that's, to my That's y'all. unsanitary. Please. My, you're going to give someone a There's yeast a lot. infection that's with what that. Exactly. <laughs> As research stuff. <laughs> well, this is why we're here, Google. and you should use a water <laughs> water based lube. That's that's please it. please use it okay. and not spit. <laughs> Can I tell you the, the the like this is how little I knew about sex and stuff, right? I was in this relationship for two years with this guy uh, when I was twenty, um, and we didn't have any condoms, so we used a flavored condom, okay. and I didn't realize. That was a bad idea, because I definitely like when we used it. I was like, something doesn't feel right. 
put that away, please. And it wasn't until I like start. It wasn't until like recently that I looked up that I was like, oh, you really shouldn't be using flavored condoms for like intercourse. You should be using it for oral. And I was like, oh, no one told me. <laughs> yeah. No one told me. R.I.P. It's better than nothing, right? <laughs> like if that's all you have around, still use it. Yeah. As someone <laughs> who harm reduction. No thanks. So <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes, I feel that. Yeah. But for me personally, like, see, I'm so sus. Wow, why can't I say this? I'm pretty like. I'm really sensitive to like getting yeast infections pretty frequently. Yeah. So that's why it's like, no, 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 just, no, just no, wait. No, but no, no. Yes. <laughs> yes. Nice. Anyway. So, um, what about, uh, protection for toys? Like, what does that look like? Um, if you do want to use toys during intercourse yeah. and like, or cleaning your toys, or cleaning yeah. your toys. taking or care like, of your toys, cleaning yeah. your toys, don't share toys, wash them, mm-hmm. research the type of toy that you have, how porous, if it's more porous, use condoms on top of it. Yeah, yeah. I use condoms <coughs> for my toys. Yeah. Now, I'm going to ask you a really stupid question. There's no such thing. Okay, thank you. What do you mean by porous? The, like, d- the texture. The material that it's made of? Mm-hmm. Yeah, material. <laughs> I know, that doesn't tell me anything. It's like, if it's glass it's not really that porous oh okay now i understand so like uh, so li- like what type of silicone yeah, or so th- better that quality is? toys will generally not be as porous got it yeah. i'm learning a new thing look at that look the at more that. you know the more you know <laughs> <laughs> insert that that gif the more you know with like the rainbow like imagine that happening behind me right now yeah the, the more, more you, you know. know yeah um. <laughs> How important is it to masturbate? So, it depends on you, mm-hmm. right? And it depends on what you want. And so, I'm never someone who will say you need to do this. But oh yeah. But also, um, there's a lot of health benefits, and it's very good for your mental health. It's very good for your yeah. physical health, and it's mm-hmm. very good for self care. I know personally, um, it's been so wonderful for me because there were many times where mm-hmm. I could be sexually active while still having a lot of dysphoria about my body. Yeah, a lot of lack of self love, and so solo sex or masturbation has been a source for me to explore my body um, outside of other people's voices and outside mm-hmm. of other like shaming, and really try to see if I could fall in love with my body. Yeah, and that's been really hard, and sometimes it's been it painful. Yeah, um, and it's been a self love journey. Yeah, and um, that's been really beneficial, and a lot of the. And also just like getting to know what you like and what you don't like so you can teach partners. That's really helpful. Um, and and it's a self-seduction thing and a self-love thing that yeah. I've enjoyed a lot for myself. So um, I think it's worth a try. But if you don't enjoy it, that's also fine. Or if you yeah. have a difficult relationship with masturbation because of different types of dysphoria or just cultural or, shaming. Or just reasons. Yeah. You know? That's all, or like if you've gone through, I don't know, FGM and that's really hard or if you've gone to just like um, or just like struggling with transition, all of those different things. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Right. For me personally, I enjoy not even just because like it feels great. Right. But I kind of really resonate with what you were saying that you learn to fall in love with your body. Right. Like I notice that when I'm not doing it as often, I feel really 
shitty about myself i'm just like i'm not worthy of self-love like Mm -hmm. i'm ugly i'm gross whatever Mm -hmm. but then like what the more often i do it i feel better about myself i'm just like hell yeah like i'm hot i know how to take care of myself i don't need anyone else (laughs) i may be great but but it's like i don't need not the whole cake yeah exactly (laughs) like literally this is all the only kind of pleasure i really need if i can take care of that i'm good (laughs) like I'm I'm fine. That's all that matters, right? I guess yeah. essentially it's like you have to be okay with yourself before you can put yourself through this kind of maybe. You know? But sometimes or you don't have to. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. useful. Yeah. It is useful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will say it is useful. Um, yeah. And that's totally fine if other people don't do it, right? Yeah, yeah. it's totally fine. It's totally cool. Checking in with but, what you want to yeah. do. Yeah. Validation helps. Like, yeah. Validation. <laughs> Solo sex is totally okay and amazing. If you enjoy it, continue enjoying yes. it. Don't let anyone shame you. Yeah. Just whatever toys you want. Put a condom on it. I don't know. Um, get it messy, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's fine. It. If you it's need to fine. use a back massager for a little bit, just make sure to put something to cover it up with. Yeah. <laughs> but, but use it if that's what you have. I yes. definitely, like, real quick, uh, before we wrap up, I've had a friend of mine be like, yeah, like, so have this um, Hitachi. And I'm like, yeah, like, those are really intense. Like, those yeah, are but, intense. but it's a really great back massager i'm like uh-huh. i mean i believe it like You're trying to scratch my yeah, yeah like no literally scratch ears. my back don't touch the bits down here but please give me that deep sure. muscle massage intimacy and sensuality are so important and complex yeah like yeah for sure Sometimes we're not skipping foreplay you, you got me fucked up yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That also, we should brush up on that. Foreplay is definitely a thing. Yeah, to like do it's sometimes even more important. Yes, and sometimes like that's I all connect that's so much better fine. with yeah. my partner when we're engaging in foreplay. Yeah, like sometimes the the foreplay session is longer than the actual. Like, all right, we're diving into the also, sex. That well, I would have to question your definition of what is sex and why does it yeah. need to incorporate only whatever we have defined as private parts right. and slash um Ooh, I feel like yeah. I'm getting red what right is, now. What is foreplay? What is like Why is it something that you need to do before or all of those different things, right? Yeah. I think for me, foreplay is important because it helps me build that sort of intimacy intimacy especially if it's someone i'm sleeping with for the first time um i'm not saying that's not important the longer i've been with someone but to me it's especially important for me to build that 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 physical intimacy with someone um like when we're first sleeping with each other like Mm -hmm. like me having sex with someone is one of my love languages yeah so and to me sex is important and that's okay if it's not important for other people it's just for me personally right you can have both i can validate ace like yeah or don't have a high libido and still be like i love sex yeah and both of those are totally fine i'm not gonna Mm -hmm. shame myself for it right right but i'm saying more um like sensual touch and intimacy are so important i don't I don't frame it in my mind as foreplay as if it's something that we do before sex or as if like sex needs to have this, but just that like I need that sensual touch and intimacy Mm -hmm. and that's really important for me. That's why, yeah, yeah, that's why I was saying queer friendships is kind of like that. There's a lot of intimacy. There's a lot of intimacy. It's emotional foreplay. Yeah. And I love it. Sometimes physical and that's Mm -hmm. fine too. That's fine too. Yeah. Yeah. But for me, it's it's, it's mostly like platonic emotional foreplay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I'm so here for it. It's awesome. 
Anyway. Yeah. Well, Nishab, do you have any, you have events coming up, right? Oh, do you so want to tell every, us all the things? Every second Tuesday of the month, I have community dialogues from 6 to 8 in the Mantra Center in okay. room 111. And every fourth Tuesday, I have the Pussy Workshops, right? Um, which is healthy sexuality. And anyone can drop in any sexuality, any gender, any background. And they're yeah. free, right? And they're free. 6 yeah. to 8. I generally Yay. have food and snacks and sometimes wine. Um, nice. Often wine. Box wine. Um, <laughs> uh, cheap wine. Don't get your hopes. You know, <laughs> not high hopes, but there's it's, it's either box wine or bus. Yeah. And, and, you know, for a Muslim, I'm doing a lot there. So <laughs> just casual. Um, and we have generally every, there, there, we might be, check on every fourth Tuesday. No, mm-hmm. every fourth Thursday. Just kidding. Every fourth Thursday we have the, if you're a, um, an LGBTQ plus women or non-binary person or femme identifying person mm-hmm. who is a veteran um, also from six to eight at the Mantra Center. There's a community support space and cool. for the LGBT health workshop series, we used to have them every fourth Tuesday, every fourth Thursday. Why do I keep saying Tuesday? <laughs> anyway, look online at um, LHI Houston's Facebook or mm-hmm. meet up um, under Mantra Center LHI or um, Instagram, Twitter, generally and we keep Mm -hmm. this updated cool yeah yay so with that um before we actually go go uh we still want to hear from y'all we want submissions we want y'all to talk to us listeners our listeners hello we want to hear from you we want to hear about why you fucking love us or fucking hate us that's fine too or Or just anything or anything yeah Yeah. i love messages and I'm sure everyone else does too. Oh, G- give us validation. Give yes. me that. Give me validation, please, because that's just how I am as a person. Anyway, yeah. um, but <laughs> tell awesome. us, you know, if there's something you want us to talk about. If you have suggestions for what we should talk about, or if you have a situation you're in that you want our two cents on it. Not saying that we are like pros pros or anything but hey like we'll talk about it sure we just want to hear back from y'all because again we couldn't make this project possible without our community our community literally is the reason why we keep doing this and so we really want to make sure we're still providing that platform for everyone so we want to hear back from everybody and so you can send us a direct message on our facebook which is at veer queer podcast or send us an email which is veer queer h tx at gmail.com and also don't forget to uh follow us on twitter if you haven't which is vr underscore queer htx and don't forget to find us on apple podcasts or wherever else gets rss feeds like i think Castbox gets us too anyway so we are beer queer and we will see you next time Bye. bye